All right, folks, it's over reaction Wednesday. I'm going to look at a few different storylines about BC sports. Most of them about basketball, give you some of my reactions and overreact a little bit about the first game and some of the things heading forward for Boston college basketball and football. All of this and more on today's locked on BC. You are locked on Boston college, your daily podcast on the Boston college Eagles, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. is locked on Boston College AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between the Boston College Eagles and NC Wolfpack on Sling TV. They've got all the channels. They've got all the college football. Check out Sling TV today. All right. I'm going to try something a little different here on the show. And there are, you know, over the last few months, there's been some really spicy hot takes about BC football and BC basketball. And I want to give you some of my overreactions about BC basketball and BC football right now uh, as we sit here on November 8th. Now, BC basketball, they had their first game of the year winning on Monday, on Tuesday, sorry, Monday, 79-77 over, um, over the Cornell Big Red. Uh, Prince Oligbe led the team with 16 points, hit the game winner. It was a heck of a win. Now, Here's my overreaction of this game. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm not looking. There's a lot to look at from this game. Uh, There's some things to be concerned about. But I have a hard time looking at things critically uh, from some different perspectives on this basketball team, given the fact that they were missing their top two players. And here's why. You went out there. BC went out there against Cornell with TJ Bickerstaff at the five. They did not have Quinton Post, who is projected to be one of their studs this year. Like the big guy up front guy's going to do a lot for BC. He isn't playing. DeMar Langford, who was critical during that ACC tournament run last year, also not in the lineup. Instead, you threw out a true freshman and, and, and that, in itself was a challenge. And then you had to manage a lineup full of other guys that were kind of out of their, their, their range. Now, that being said, they're going to have to do this probably at different points this year. But when I hear folks saying their offense was bad, that they were, I, I, my overreaction is I cannot get into that right now because when you start a game off with a true freshman out there to asking him to play starter minutes and he did great. That's probably not the most ideal situation that Earl Grant wanted to do, but he did it anyways. When you don't have a true center on your roster because Armani Mighty is not playing and Post is out, also not ideal. And I still thought they played pretty well interior. TJ Bickerstaff had a heck of a game. That being said, you know, when you t- when I see folks, when I see the the criticism that their offense was bad, that they weren't able to do much, I look at that and say, okay, well, that's because they were missing two of their starters. Two of their guys that they expected to be their top five were not playing in this game. So my overreaction is I can't take much from that. 
And my second overreaction from this game is I I am gonna I, I am already going to put a lot on Prince Oligbe because that guy is that dude. He's him, if I want to use the term the kids are using, right? He is him. Like to go out there and to have a play like he did at the end of that game shows me everything I need to know about this kid. It was only his first game out there. He goes out there and he's got ice in his veins and he hits that shot. Think about that. He's 18 years old asked to make the game winning shot. When you have Makai Ashton Langford, who's what? 23, 24. He could have taken it. He, you know, you've got other veterans that could have taken it, but they trusted this kid. That says a lot to me. That says while DJ Hand and Chaz Kelly are going to be exciting players of the future, and they might need, need a little bit more time and se- seasoning, Aligby had the athleticism, the grit. And I mean, listen to the if you got a chance to talk after that game, you would have thought this kid was a player that has been on this roster for years, that he's been around Earl Grant for the last three years. Maybe he's a transfer from college to Charleston. Maybe he was. Who knows? I'm kidding. It's a joke. He's obviously not. But he just seems well beyond his years. And to me, that sets up my overreaction that this kid, you're going to be able to lean on. You're going to be able to count on to be a starter, to be a offensive threat and to do some things. And I started the season off by saying, okay, he is going to be a f- true freshman. Let's, let's pump the brakes here because it's going to take him a little while to catch up to the collegiate speed. And I would have said watching that first, like 10, 10 minutes or so. Yeah, probably right. He just, he looked jittery, but once he settled in, once he got his feet underneath him, you forgot that he was a true freshman other than the announcer saying it over and over again. Aligby looked like a kid that belonged out there. He looked like a kid that is not a true freshman or is going to ju- take that next step that much faster. So my overreaction here, my 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 take on this kid is you know, you look at the the history of four stars at BC or or, or, or big recruits that BC's landed. Jarius Hamilton, humongous uh, disappointment. Uh, Winston Tabs just didn't end up working out. You had other four stars that have come through. Um, uh, Gianni Thompson. You, you know, they. You've got these are three that just came to my mind. When you saw what you saw from Aligby, you saw what the potential could be. Now tabs tabs had his times. He was good at times, but the other guys, they were, they were not Gianni Thompson looked like he was going to take years to figure out what, whatever was going on. It just didn't seem like the right fit for BC. Why? And, and Jairus Hamilton, as I said, on yesterday's show took like five schools to figure out what the heck's going on. Prince of Ligby is not that. And he, you know, he went out there against a team. I think Ken Palm rated at 180, which isn't bad for a first game, and looked good. Now he gets to go against Detroit Mercy and Maine, who are are teams that are much lower. They're much lower in Ken Palm. He's going to be able to continue to develop, and and he's going to get more confidence with him. 
that is exciting. That is my overreaction is that this kid is, is legit. And I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to stick with it, that when I see the preseason all ACC freshman team that's just loaded with Duke players, I was like, why are they sleeping on? This is a kid that I, I've heard so much about. The coaching staff has been so high on, and he goes out there and scores 16 points in his first game. There's a reason why he has that hype, and we saw it on Monday. Now, in our second segment, we're going to continue our conversation about basketball. And I want to look at someone on the bench. And I heard some things about this this guy. Um, and I want to I want to overreact here and say it, it, my overreaction is more of a, of a condemnation of what they were saying about this kid. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, our friends over at Simply Safe. They are the place to go when you need your house to be safe. Securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off. You're going to want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Boston College listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you do not want to miss it. Now, I love Simply Safe because it brings the safety of my for my family, and I that is number one in my life. It helps to avert break-ins in the effectiveness of the technologies. It makes my house feel super secure with 24-7 monitoring and agents on call all the time. They were named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and, and World. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology exclusively from Simply Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com uh, slash locked on today. Again, locked on college again. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe. Like Simply Safe. Locked on BC, AJ Black here, and we are talking about some overreactions. And if you want to hear more overreactions, I want you to check out Locked on ACC. This is another podcast on our network you can check out on YouTube, where it's Candace Cooper, who is an excellent host. She, I mean, you've, you got to check her out. Uh, she has a rotating guest of other ACC hosts. I'm on today's show talking about my power rankings and talking about Clemson falling down uh, the playoff pecking order and uh, you'll want to hear my thoughts on that but we're giving some i'm giving you some hot takes today and my overreaction um it, it, you're, you're going into these games you're thinking about like what what are some of the things that you want to take away and one of the big takeaways i saw a lot of folks saying was mason madsen's not a good fit for bc or mason madsen doesn't shouldn't be out there in the rotation and I want to pump the brakes on that that a little bit. My my thought, my overreaction from that game is it's not it's not my overreaction. I think it's the fans that are thinking this. Is, is that uh, it's one game, okay? And I said on yesterday's episode, and thank you. I think it was John Kelly in the comment section that said, it, you know, I was trying to think of the guy I was trying to compare it to, and I could not come up with Brevin Galloway's name. Um, but there was there was striking similarity in Brevin Galloway's game. Now, Madsen came in um, and, and, and provide and is supposed to provide a, a spark off the bench that BC desperately needed, especially from beyond the arc. He shot over 35% in Cincinnati and 
BC didn't have that type of shooter last year. Brevin Galloway, as I mentioned, was supposed to be, but he was he was wildly inconsistent. He had games where he looked right on, but he was he was struggling with injuries. He just he just never really found it, right? Now, the the, the reaction I've heard is that Mason Madsen just looked bad. He was like one of eight from shooting. He just didn't seem to do much. But he's a shooter. And sometimes there's going to be games for shooters where they just don't have it. And I thought a lot of that happened against Cornell. And I, 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 I caution the skepticism of him and it could be honestly, folks, it could be completely justified. I'm just saying I like to, I, I like to see more evidence before I write off a player because I think he could be very valuable for BC moving forward. But I, I look at him and I, I say, you know, he he's been around, he's played a bunch. Is he more, does he look like he's more ready to play than Chaz Kelly? Based off what you saw yesterday, he he definitely did. Does he look more ready to play than DJ Hand? I, I think so. He's going to be one of the first guys off the bench. And we, I, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say that Mason Madsen is going to hit some shots moving forward. There are going to be big time, big time buckets for BC because when you have guys out there like post when he's ready and DeMar Langford and Ashton and Makai Ashton Langford, guys that can cut, that can get to the, to the rim, you're going to find open looks more often with Mad with Madsen that he's going to be able to get choicer shots and hopefully get those to fall. I just didn't think BC did a good job enough yesterday to do that, especially with Post out there, with not out there. When he's back, I could totally see Madsen starting to figure out his offense a little bit more. So that's that's my my other overreaction is 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 about Mason Madsen, um, and, and and that. And then my final overreaction was was about CJ Penna, and there was a lot of talk about his play and, and what he could bring. And my, you know, there was a lot, a lot said about like, you know, why, you know, he's a kid that's going to be really good for this team. And I said, he played really well. And I think you're going to see him play really well. And especially in this open uh, start, the, the Zada conference start of the season, when you're playing teams like Detroit mercy and Stonehill and UNH and all these other teams, my, my thought though, my thought going into you know after this game is I'm a little concerned at how he's going to play against ACC ter- players, um, and he could very well be fine. He just didn't, you know, he had his moments where he, you know, he was coming in and getting a bunch of shots, but when he gets that that tick up, when 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 the when the level of talent goes up, will he be able to rise with that? And I'm concerned about that. I don't know if he has enough, and that's okay. So my 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 last reaction is just to is to pump the brakes on CJ Pena. In a moment, I want to look at uh, to at at BC football. Jeff Halfley had some interesting things to say about the team heading into NC State. We've honestly been kind of ignoring BC football because there's been uh, so much great basketball into. Uh, the last comments I have about, um, you know, where things are at. But can we pause this pod for a second? Okay, we're paused. 
Great, because you're going to want to try this, what I'm talking about here. The Built Bar's new imagined flavors, the cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and the coconut brownie topper. White chocolate peppermint granola, it's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling. And still, it's insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. Built Bars are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. I'm telling you, Built Bar is my go-to every day when I need a snack. For anyone who hasn't tried a Built Bar before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionary, revolutionary nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories with some as low as 130. And you got to check these out. Head over to Built.com and you're going to get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. Again, folks, I'm telling you, you need to check out the Built Bars. So head on over to Built.com, get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, folks, AJ Black here, Locked on BC. And we're moving on from basketball here. Uh, you know, it's so funny. The, 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 my podcast bosses were like, you know, be careful about how much you talk about beast uh, about basketball because it, the fans are going to want to talk about football. So yesterday's episode, I'm telling you was about three times higher than my usual football episode. So I'm telling, I'm, I'm calling nonsense on that. There is a hunger about BC basketball right now. And I love it because it's been so many years since it's been a pulse with this program. And it finally feels like it's there and props to the students who rocked last night uh, on, on sorry, I'm recording this on Tuesday. We're rocked on Monday, getting that atmosphere and Conti forum at a great level. And I feel like it's just going to continue to build from there. So congratulations to them. But there is some football talk that we need to get to because there's another game this weekend. There's still three football games left in the season, and I am going to do my due diligence to continue talking about it. On tomorrow's episode, I'm going to have Kenton Gibbs. We're going to do a crossover episode, as I said, talking about the BC and uh, NC State game. But on Tuesday, Jeff Halfley met with the media, and he talked about some of the big things coming up uh, for this weekend. And, you know, he talked about Emmett Moorhead versus Phil Jakovic, which I think a lot of folks are are really interested in. This game this weekend is another opportunity, potentially, for Emmett Moorhead to continue to develop, to play, as, as Mitch said on Monday's episode, a much better defense and see how he handles it on the road. But we still don't know who the quarterback is going to be. On on Tuesday's, uh, po- um, Tuesday's press conference, Halfley said, uh, that Phil Dracovic missed practice on Tuesday and that, you know, he's still feeling really good about Emmett Moorhead. Now he did not say who's going to start yet, but folks read between the lines. If you know how Halfley talks, especially about quarterbacks, this is, it seems like it's pretty cut and dry, even though he hasn't said Dracovic is going to go out there. Emmett Moorhead is practicing with the first teamers this week because Dracovic isn't practicing that game. I I don't think, and, and the way he said it, I don't think Dracovic's going to be ready this week. He almost made it sound like, the way he said it, it almost made it sound like, the, the, the way he termed it, that there's a possibility that Dracovic's not coming back this year at all. And I've heard buzz from certain folks on, on Twitter about that. But from Halfley's mouth, it was interesting to hear him say that. Um, I, there's an interesting question as well where someone said, uh, asked him, uh, because there's so many physical similarities between Moorhead and Dracovic, does does McNulty need to uh, just basically use the same offense? And I was like, there's 
other than them both being six, four, six, five, there really isn't much in terms of physical similarities. They're very different quarterbacks, but I'm really excited for that. You know, this, as I said, the season's over, there's not going to be a bowl game. They're playing the number 17 team in the country this, this weekend, um, or number 15 in NC state. They got a chance to, to beat a top ranked team and I'm not, I'm not naive to say they're going to do it, but I'm, I'm more interested in seeing what Moorhead can do to see what he can do out there because against Duke, he looked fine. But as we said earlier, we don't want to overreact to what Duke is, which is not a very good defense. When you have a, a really good NC state defense out there, as Mitch has said, you're you have less room for error, and some of those passes are going to be tougher for him to hit because there's be- a better secondary out there. Plus, he's going to have a better pass defense in his face. Um, and so, you know, I, I I'm interested in that. And then the other piece that he talked about, uh, and there was a lot of other things. He he, he talked about loving Emmett Moorhead. I know a lot of folks love to hear about uh, Jeff Affley talks about loving to play people. He talks about it again. But the other piece he talked about was this is going to be the first. It sounds like it's going to be the first time all season that BC is going to have the same starting five on the offensive line. And that's going to be Drew Kendall, Ozzie Trapillo, uh, Jackson Ness, Dwayne Alec, and Jack Conley. They're going to get to play again. And they weren't great against Duke, but having them play a couple games in a row, we've said this all along, like just having some consistency, having that communication is so important. So that's a plus for them. He said uh, for folks that are looking for injury updates, Nick Thomas is going to be out for a while. It sounds like, I mean, um, I, I honestly thought I heard him say at one point that he was done for the year, but he hasn't had any surgery or anything that's, that's preventing him. He said the other four are out for the rest of the year to the other four being Christian Mahogany, which we've joked about him coming back because Christian Mahogany keeps tweeting about it, but does not sound like he's going to be back. So that's, that's some updates there. And then folks have been asking as well about Jude Bowery. Jude Bowery was starting last um, two weeks ago. I think it was the Yukon game and was out. I think nine plays, nine plays into the game. Um, it sounds like he's not out. Uh, for this game, he could come back and that would be an, a valuable six, six offensive lineman. Cause a lot of times BC goes for that extra offensive lineman to kind of uh, max protect if they need to, he missed practice on Tuesday. Halfley said he's hopeful that he'll be back on Wednesday. Um, if you've, if you've been able to listen to these podcasts and figure out, I mean, at these press conferences, we've been able to figure out what Jeff Halfley's talking about. <laughs> Uh, in terms of injuries, please teach, teach me because I have yet, you know, a lot of times it seems like whenever he says anything, they're going to be out, but then sometimes they're back. So who, who the heck knows? Um, but it's going to be a big game on, on Thursday, on Saturday, excuse me, three thirty start. Now we have one question in the comment section. And for those of you who have not done so yet, I want to ask you to please, please hit that subscribe button. We're going to continue to have tons of basketball coverage as the season goes on. I can't wait to keep talking about it because, hey, I like positive news. I'm done talking about the negatives. And I saw a lot of you signing up to be channel members. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and join Locked On BC to get all sorts of BC content sent directly to your feed. So going to our comment section, we have uh, RJ Mack, who wants to know, 
Will Dracovic come back next year and get him an offensive line? Uh, Dracovic, I, if I was a betting man, I would say there's no way he's coming back next year. Uh, based off the comments Halfley has said, and just, just his body language, it does not strike me as a guy that's coming back. As as I said on this podcast earlier a couple of weeks ago, I think Djokovic is probably going to transfer. I don't think he has any um, college uh, pro draft stock right now. If he went into the pros, he would just be immediately uh, a unsigned drafted free agent. I, I don't think his odds are that good. He needs to go to a team that he can protect him. And I don't think it's BC. I think he just needs a, a fresh set of downs uh, someplace else. Um so thank you, RJ Mack. And if you have comments, you can always add them here. And if you watching this after the fact, go to the comment section too and add your comments. I'm always floating around. I, I have my phone out and I'm always looking at what you guys are saying and commenting back. So I hope you get a chance to do that. Well, as I said, tomorrow's a crossover episode with uh, Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. We'll be talking all about that. And then on Friday, we'll do a preview of the game and I will preview BC and Detroit Mercy. I don't think many people know about Detroit Mercy. I'll see what I can find about it to make this talk a little bit more interesting, but we'll have Mitch on on Friday to talk about that. For AJ, this is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC um, on Twitter. And um, make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast channel on YouTube. I hope you have done that. We are up uh, about 610 subscribers and I'm, I'm shooting for a thousand. I'd love to see you. Uh, do that. It takes 10 seconds and you're going to get tons of BC news analysis and a good community up on your, uh, your YouTube page. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you again soon. Take care, everyone. Have a terrific Wednesday.